Welcome to Have You Got Your Shit Together with me, Kaylin O'Ryan, the podcast that celebrates not having your shit together. On today's episode, we have the delightful Hugh Ross. He is a Scottish actor and director with a wide variety of TV, film and theatre credits. He's known for TV shows such as Outlander, Poirot, Absolutely Fabulous and The Sharp series. In films, he's appeared in Train Spotting and Bronson and his theatre credits include leading parts of the National Theatre, the RSC and in the West End, where he received an Olivier nomination for his performance in Passion. As a director, he's worked on The Mousetrap in the West End and J.B. Priestley's The Roundabout for Park Theatre before it transferred to New York. I had the pleasure of meeting and working with Hugh on Outlander where he portrays the role of Archbug and I now consider him a really beautiful friend. We recorded this episode in his gorgeous flat in Brighton where I've dog sat for him before. I hope you enjoy the episode and getting to know Hugh a little bit more. Here's Hugh Ross. Hello, Caitlin Orion. Oh my gosh, yeah. how are you? I'm not too bad, how are you? I'm, I'm good, I'm thrilled to be in Brighton. Well, I'm thrilled you're in Actually, Brighton. Actually, no, it's one of my favourite places. I think you're eventually going to be a Brightonian. I think so. I, I, think, think, I'm I gonna... think it's written in the stars. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. move into your spare room. Oh, are you? Okay. <laughs> we have to get rid of David's sort of painting stuff. And <laughs> But that'll be all right. Mm-hmm. And you have to sleep with Kate with the dog all the time. I, I would happily do that. But well, she does sleep around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> last night, last night, it was very funny. We, the, I went through and um, on my side of the bed, she absolutely stretched herself out. So she's a princess. Yes. Yeah. So you can't come in here. Today. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sleep on the sofa then, Kira. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> We've got a bit of a bond. I've dog sat her before. I know. For a week. I know. I know. I think she remembers me. No, no, it was lovely. It was yesterday when she's had your knee. That was very unusual. Yeah. We have a bond. She obviously felt some. She sees me as a peer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, so Hugh, on a scale of shit to together, yes. how are you feeling today? I think shit to together, sort of medium, not, okay. not too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I, woke, I woke up actually feeling quite positive. I was looking forward to doing this and talking to you. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking what does make me have my shit together, mm. but it is partly because I think my Taurian impulses are... To be organised yeah. and to have a plan. So you like it if you have something to do in the day? I like, I like to know. I'm, I'm not very good at looking at, I mean, there's one here. Yeah. A list. Oh, God. Yeah. And I'm very, very list-orientated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And lists, the list. And I go back and the list is still there. <laughs> and it's got longer. Yeah. And I've still not uh, dealt with it. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. So, uh, fair to middling. Mm-hmm. 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 And because you've had a bit of a busy weekend. Uh, yes, uh, not particularly busy weekend, but I, I, I found this thing of, uh, I, I love the way that John Bell said, I'm in that band, I'm in that <laughs> But going up to Edinburgh for this flying visit, and uh, yeah. it was great, because the, the people were so informed and so mm, nice. Yeah. Forty of them, I think there were four men and 36 women. So this was a convention that you It did. wasn't a convention, oh, it was kind of a... gathering. A, a gathering, yeah. it was an event. Ah, very nice. And they were, it was, it was t- all the... Uh, that people were doing a kind of tour of Scotland and going to all the locations and all that oh. kind of thing. I mean, Outlander has been so good for the Scottish economy. Hasn't it, yeah. And uh, so I went up on Monday on the train because I didn't want to fly and uh, just can't be bothered with Gatwick and all that yeah. hanging around and mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, that was nice. It's I a long old train, though. Yeah. 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 But it's a nice journey. I love that. Oh, I love that scenic. East Coast journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Up by Berwick and Tweed is great. And um, and I was quite enjoying my book. And the t- I, I love reading on the train. I don't know what it is, it's but gorgeous. the forward motion of the train or something makes mm. my brain move forward mm. or something. I think it's something about like being a child or a baby, maybe, and being in vehicles. Oh, and like that's I never thought of that. Yeah. In the womb like yeah. carriage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Being carried somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's all very dependent on who else is around you. Mm. So you went off the convention and then. You came back, I came and back nice again. Time. Yes, it's, it's strange, isn't it? Well, so it wasn't a convention; it was a gathering. But what I have found with doing those, it's strange to film something and then not have the immediate response from like an audience. Yes, yes, like, yes, yes. Very much. We put this thing out, and then nine months later, it will come out on TV, and we'll probably be in a different place in our lives with it. Yeah. And actually, because it's not as big over here as it is in America, yeah. you don't really get the feedback yeah, as much. Yeah, so when yeah. we go to those events, it's quite nice to it, it, see how it's affecting people it, and see exactly. what they like. Yeah. And, I mean, it was all, um, 
you know, when I was first contracted, when Sarah and I were first contracted, we thought we did, had so little to do mm. except be friends with you <laughs> um, and uh, and um, old John Tarsi. But um, that wasn't good for the ego because you mm. kind of felt, what am I doing here, you know? Yeah, it's strange, and and why it? am I here? Although everybody's terribly nice and all that yeah. kind of thing. And you sort of thought, you know, I, I can actually contribute to this, but I'm not being asked to do that. Yeah. And then so when Series 7 arrived and there was things to do, yeah. It was um, very empowering. It's a funny thing with the show because obviously it's based on books. Yeah. So we know where our storyline is going in a way yeah, that yeah, yeah. you often don't with other shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is kind of like having to bide your time a little bit, yes, isn't it? And yes. just hope that that yeah, storyline yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. in fact, in on reflection, I mean, what's very clever about them is that they do set up this big canvas of people mm. who go in and out of focus. Yeah, and like you. it's like ensemble cast. Well, yeah. it is, really. Yeah. And apart from um, the principles, apart from Kat and uh, and. Sam, the rest people, you know, you have your your feature yeah. bit, yeah, and so Total that's all very good. So it's been really gratifying, yeah, to have had really good feedback this time, yeah, yeah. And you were, and then actually interesting enough because because um, uh, I had a very long wordy scene to do, which mm. had bothered me for ages, and also because I hadn't learned a long wordy scene for a long time. Um, that I'd kind of uh, and and it was a Stinking! I had to do this on a really wet day, and blah 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 blah, and um, it actually went really well. Mm. But I was shitting myself. <laughs> you know, I kind of thought, really? Yes, I thought, you know, am I going to be able to get, get this done? And actually, when I look back on it, and what I don't like watching myself. Yeah. But I think you really look as if you had your shit absolutely together then, and so actually didn't feel as if I had at all. What was it that you were worried about? Remembering the words, or partly like... the words, and partly it was so much exposition. I mean, that's really yeah. difficult to act. Oh, it's, yeah, it's really hard. I mean, they to give like, tons of information. Yeah, and that's why I was worried about being really on top of it. Yeah. Um, that I mean, a di- like a dialogue scene. You have the, the feeding. You know that you you. The cues are sort of you respond to what somebody else mm-hmm. is giving you, mm-hmm. but you know when it's just a kind of big bit of verbiage and information, yeah. it's, that's a bit intimidating. It is, isn't it? Yeah, I had that with one of my biggest scenes was the scene where Lizzie tells Katrina about having slept with the twins and yes, stuff. Yeah. And I remember because that was like my third or fourth season, and because I'd always known that this storyline was coming up, yeah, I think for years I'd kind of been waiting for it, and then when it finally came, it felt like this thing that's kind of hanging over my head because mm-hmm. I, I wanted so much to do a good job. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's like, you know, you've been waiting for it yeah, for a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then similarly, it was quite a lot of, like, explanation. Yes, yes, um, yes. Because it has to be. Because, yes, yes. Yeah, to, yeah, to yeah, feel yeah, every, yeah. so that the audience are aware of what's going on. But, yeah, it's, it's really One of the things that's astonished me about the um, enthusiasm of the, of the punters for the mm. show is that they retain little kind of details from episode series oh, that's four. Yeah. Is vividly still in their mind yeah. in series seven that they've yeah. retained that and and are linking it all up. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, I think they must like rewatch it quite a lot. Do you, yes, it's yes. like a comfort show for so many people, isn't it? Well, apparently, various people said to me at the at the um, whatever it was convention <laughs> stroke event uh, that in fact um, it uh, Outlander was their saving grace all through lockdown. Yeah, lots of people have said that. Yeah. There's also, there's like the new fans who are known as like the lockdown fans as well because mm-hmm. they found it during lockdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think everyone was searching for Something. a long series yeah, to yeah, get yeah, their yeah, teeth yeah, into, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 um, Okay, so what does having your shit together mean to you? What does it mean to me? It means, it's sort of taking a deep breath. And uh, I remember Simon Russell Beale, distinguished actor, saying to me once, <laughs> and I was saying, I was nervous about something. Yeah. And he said, what you do, Hugh, is you stand in the wings and you say to yourself repeatedly... I'm a big match player, and and you affirmations, affirmations, yeah. affirmations is yeah. what, what really it is. And uh, I mean, I've done, I've done. I was, th- I was thinking this morning when I, a couple of times I've been cast in something, yeah, and thought, and and I never had my shit together, but had to pretend I had my shit together. That's a lot of the work, isn't it? And I immediately think of something, and we're talking 1970 something. Henry VIII in A Man for All Seasons. Mm-hmm. I was terrible, and every single night was like. Please don't let anybody see how terrible oh I, I actually think I am. The imposter syndrome. I know, I know, I know, yeah. I know, I know, I know. And, the, and you have to, I mean, acting's a lot about that sometimes, yeah. isn't it? And I bet no one thought you were terrible. 
I think that people were sort of. I'm sure. If, yeah, but you never quite know. The trouble, of course, with with our job is that you never quite know. No, it's so subjective, say. isn't it? I know, and, and uh, I always think the funniest thing people always say: "What do you say when you go round out to somebody's?" We seen somebody had shown somebody said the best thing is you say, I can't tell you how much I enjoyed your performance. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, so, there's, a, there's a lot of um but I couldn't do that. Yeah, 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 about seeking validation from other people yeah. but also in these moments it's having to connect with your own like validating yourself and yeah, like yeah. whether you felt connected to it or not yes and that is a journey that i am still going on and trying to not need the validation of other people and to just trust my own yes yes it's very hard because you can't have like a third eye on yourself yeah 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 and yeah. to do that takes you out of it yeah, and yeah. therefore it makes it seem bad it's a very strange thing that you have to really let go into the thing and there's nothing better than finding a part in a play and thinking, I feel so much this is me. I feel yeah. so comfortable doing yeah. this part and loving playing yeah. that part. It doesn't happen very often. Well, I've had it a few times where I've had, like, a script come through and I'm like, oh, my God, a northern girl who, like, used to be a waiter and, like, worked in a ping-pong bar and, like, all of these things. And I'm like, me, 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 yeah, me. Yeah, and then yeah, you yeah. still don't get the part. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> Literally me. That's usually in uh, probably not a very well-written script. <laughs> you know what I mean? That kind of, like, is a kind of type. Yeah. And you can't play a type. No. You know I mean, we want to play people in situations that we recognise, yeah. that we can identify with. Yeah. It's funny what you're talking about with the imposter syndrome aspect of it, because there's, like, a, there's a podcast that I listen to, which is an actor's podcast, called Honest Actors and he always says that there's that moment where you get the job and you're like elated yeah. and then suddenly you're just like oh my god they're going to realise that they've given it to the wrong yeah, person yeah, 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 yeah. but then you're suddenly worrying about whether you can do the job or yeah, whether you're yeah, good yeah, enough yeah, to yeah, do yeah, it it's, yeah, it's yeah. a very straight how do you feel like you've changed with that or is that still something that you feel? Um, well I think you always feel have they made the right decision about this so those certain mm. things I think you feel God, I can do this. I really can yeah. do this. That you really kind of identify with, yeah. and you think this is going to be fine. Yeah. Then you discover it and find it, and blah blah blah. I think I think I still always feel anxious. Yeah. Um, about whether you're, you're yeah. good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people often say to me that you always say I, I seem very confident, but I mean I don't always feel very confident. Yeah. I don't think anybody does. You know, I mean I really don't. I mean yeah. I think everybody. And it's also, I mean, I always think, you know, say to young guys, well, the problem is, you know, that uh, Maggie Smith is very disappointed she wasn't Vanessa Redgrave. It's never enough. It's, not, it's never yeah. enough. You think, well, what she got that I haven't got yeah, and all that kind so of thing. it's so funny, isn't yeah, it? I know. But also, I guess, if you're going up for a part, as an actor, you want to f be slightly intimidated by it because if you were just constantly getting parts that you knew that you could you do... Would, yes, yes, yes. ...then that would be quite unfulfilling, yeah. wouldn't it? But I always think to myself, how do those soap opera people manage to do it year yeah. after year after year after year? And sort of becomes them and it's, yeah. it's not actually... It must be great in a way, but, I mean, it, it's not challenging at all. It's very secure, though, isn't it? Very simple, that's the And thing. I think as an actor, there's not much of that. <laughs> But, I mean, how much does security matter to actors? I mean, I'm not sure mm -hmm. that part, maybe we don't feed me. As long as you've got enough to pay the, the rent, rent yeah. somehow. Yeah. I think it's much worse now than it used to be for, in my generation, you know, because there was a kind of route yeah. that people took and there were far fewer yeah. actors. And that you went to drama school if you were fortunate yeah. enough to get into a good drama school. Then you did rap and then, you know, and then either you were something happened. But yeah. it's also arbitrary. It's also... Uh, without being, I, used to, I mean, I remember being jealous of Tim Pigott Smith because Tim Pigott Smith and I, do you know who I'm talking about? See, there he is. He was very, See, I very, don't know. See, very, I don't very, know who he is now. Very but well known. I know who and, and, Hugh Ross is. <laughs> yeah, he had a wonderful job in a production of um, a TV adaptation of something called The Duel in the Crown. He uh -huh. was, and he was very, very good. But he and I got down to the last two to play Laertes with Ian McKellen in Hamlet. Oh, wow. And, you know, 26, 78, yeah, yeah. something like that. And I remember he got it and I didn't get it. And being jealous of him, and then without being kind of maudlin about it, but then he, he dropped dead in, in a lift in Northampton oh, about six, seven years ago or something like oh, that. Gosh. I think he was, yeah, had a heart attack or something. You sort of think, well, what does it mean? You know, why was I jealous? You know, yeah. I'm still here, um, you know, and, and people have forgotten who he is. Yeah, gosh, it's strange, isn't it? But we do do that so much. I know, I know, yeah. I know. I think and because you feel like 
there's not enough space for everyone sometimes. And yeah, you yeah. have to remind yourself that there is. Yeah. To go back to what you were saying about what having your shit together means to you and you were saying about like the affirmations. Yeah. I was having a conversation with my friend the other day and she said that she says to herself every day, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Yes. Which I think is really lovely. Yes. And it's really yes. grounding yes. because I have such a tendency to like forward worry about once this job ends, what's going to be next? Yeah, like, yeah, who, yeah. who will I become in yeah, five yeah. years? Like, you know, being in London, it's that hustle culture and yeah, 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 yeah. just feeling like you're in the rat race. Yeah, yeah. I find that really um, overwhelming yes, and anxiety yeah. provoking. But having something like that that just grounds you in the moment. Yeah, again, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, so yeah. important, isn't yeah. it? Don't you find London generally overwhelming? Yeah. I do. And yeah. I've been there for seven years. Yeah. I think that's why I love coming down to Brighton because someone once said to me that human beings need to be able to see the horizon yeah. to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. And in London, you literally can't anywhere. Yeah. There will always be a building obstructing yes. you. Yeah, yeah. But like you come down to Brighton or I go home to Manchester and you just yeah. see the horizon and the space and suddenly you're like, oh, wow, it kind of puts things into perspective. Yeah. My friends, there was telling you, um, yeah. Trish and Samuel were down here, couldn't believe that the countryside was so nearby. Mm. You know, that they could actually get there yeah. on the 22 bus in five yeah. minutes. Because you know, even of... Hampstead Heath, you're obscured by buildings. Yeah, I know, I know. Buildings I, know and... I know, I know, yeah. I know, I know. And, uh, yes, it's interesting. So and uh, that's partly also that... Uh, uh, I've had, since Outlander podcast, Outlander, this huge hankering for Scotland. Yeah, it's beautiful up there. When it's, and I just think this kind of Glaswegian people particularly are funnier. You know what I mean? The wonderful sense of humour yeah. and everything. And um, just there's a kind of directness about the Scots that I really feel. It's like patter and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I feel like that about Ireland as well. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Someone said it's because... Oh, I love Ireland. It's almost like that gallows humour from having been oppressed for years. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's in the culture, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's also, I mean, the thing that the Scots feel that the English patronise them, which I think they do. For sure. Often. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my partner was asked when he wanted to join the tennis club, where do you live? Lewis Crescent. Sorry? Lewis Crescent. Oh, it's your accent, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? And you yeah. sort of think, oh, it's your accent, I'm sorry, I'm terribly, terribly. <laughs> kind of thing. I yeah. hate all that. Yeah, I know. Um, I know. Anyway. Um, and, yes. Yeah. I just the, 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 everything about Scotland is appealing to the fact that uh, they want to be European. I'm rather keen on. I know they've got their politics right up there. Well, more right. Yes. Right, yeah. <laughs> I asked you to think of an object that makes you feel like you've got your shit together. Well, I've done this thing for years, uh-huh. years and years and years, yeah. which is keeping a journal. And I come from a family of journal keepers. My father wow. kept a journal, which, when he died, was very disappointing because it was so unrevealing. <laughs> Just the mundane stuff. Pretty, but pretty yeah. yeah, going off for a nice golfing weekend with Charlie, blah, 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 uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. And my sister has scrupulously kept her down, and she often on the phone says, I was just looking back in 1962 and seeing... And you think, you know... Yeah, oh my gosh, she's going back. Looking, yeah, looking so I have... Um, it's a kind of discipline that I do... I mean, I, I used to... There was a phase I had where I was um, scrupulously writing it every day or every wow. evening, which has stopped. Uh, but I now always say, I'm just going to write with my diary, and now, now it might be a week or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But, but, and it's less, it's less interesting than it was. And I kept a diary of um, a difficult production I was in that uh, is actually then became a... The director had suggested I keep a journal mm. of it, and I did. Like, off the rehearsal process? Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised I've told you about this, which yeah. was very nearly published, actually. <gasps> and it's still... People still say, oh, I've heard about this journal. Oh, wow. I'll send it to you. Oh, please. Uh, and um, various people thought it might uh, do my career a lot of damage. Yeah. And somebody... Spilling recently, too much tea. And in well, it. <laughs> a, a publisher not long ago asked to read it again and said to me, leave it to the Theatre Museum. Oh. Because it, it sort of catches a... Secrecy about what goes on in the rehearsal, yeah. what goes on stays in the rehearsal, yeah, yeah. and I suppose it does reveal quite a bit of the process. Yeah, and it was quite a traumatic process. Oh wow! So when you say like you journal, is mm. that like a diary in terms of today I did this and like keep an account of the day, or because I have some friends who like journal like morning pages, and it's like um, in the morning they'll, they'll wake up and they'll write like three pages, and it's just to like clear their head. Yes, it is. It's, but I mean, I always feel relieved yeah. and empowered for having done it, yeah. even, even if it's not very revealing or yeah. quite sketchily done. Yeah. Oddly enough, at my great age, I mean, David and I are about to write new wills. Mm. And I was thinking, what should I do with I mean, the, 1978 they start. Wow. And they're all lined up in <clears throat> a big line. I think, mm. what do I do with these? 
And I've actually, I'm going to ask an author I know who I think might find them relatively interesting. Oh. I would ask Bin them if he would like me to bequeath them to him. Oh, wow. Gosh. Sounds a bit morbid, but I mean, I just no. think, no, otherwise... It's such happened? a strange thing, isn't it? It's like, oh my gosh, who was telling me that there's like a, there is a museum somewhere in some country where there was like this era of lots of people keeping diaries mm-hmm. and there's somewhere that you can go and it's like this generation of people's diaries mm-hmm. because everyone just went through a phase of doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's people's life. Yeah, 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 yeah. And because we write journals and stuff because I do it as well, but I've never really thought about that, like what happens to them after. Well, cool. And that's your entire life and your entire... And But you have to, I also say to you, why am I doing this? Yeah. Who's it for? Well, it's for yourself. It is for yourself, I think. Well, I think, because why I asked about, um, you know, whether it's at the end of every day and it's like, I did this, I did this, because sometimes I feel like, if I don't do that, if I don't almost, like, touch back in with myself, mm-hmm. days and weeks and months can just roll on. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I'm just kind of existing and responding to circumstances. Whereas, like, if I take the time to come back and almost, like, a moment of reflection... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. ...is really important yeah, 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 yeah. myself. And if I'm feeling kind of very negative about something, I'm, I kind of often refer back to something and say, what did I go through on this and how did I feel yeah. about that? I should actually have a look and see what I felt initially about Outlander. Exactly, yeah. I think it's really useful. Like, for example, I I went through a breakup relatively recently and since coming out of it have had moments of, like, nostalgia or feeling really sad about it. But then sometimes it's good to go back to those things and see what you wrote actually in the time and yeah, it's like yeah, a good yeah. reminder to yourself of how how you're actually feeling yeah at the yeah, time. yeah 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 and you romanticize something too so. don't you about yeah i heard a woman on the radio this morning who came over from um was a refugee from on kinder transport mm. and saying that he was asking what you, she could remember about it and she, not huge details but she remembered bits and thing the little trivial things but not the actual overall sensation of it Apart from the fact that she remembered how wonderfully welcoming the British were back then. A time in your life where you felt like you really had your shit together. Now, that's an interesting question because control, like being in, obviously, I think I quite enjoy being in control. Mm -hmm. And I've had success playing a lot of parts about very controlling people. And, um, I mean, I'd, I'd flirted with directing for ages mm-hmm. and uh, basically it hasn't happened because something else is about acting, which always happened or something yeah. like that. Anyway, I felt very, very, very empowered by finding this priestly play, which I then, with a lot of difficulty, managed to get the money together, produce it together, mm-hmm. a venue together, and directed it. And um, When was this? 19, uh, no, 2016. Okay. Yeah. And which play? It was called The Roundabout okay. by J.B. Priestley. And uh, what was empowering about it was that I realised I felt my shit was so together because I realised how untogether most other actors, <laughs> we know what were. Wow. And what's really interesting about directing, I think, is, and I'm talking about old-fashioned actors, directors who mm. kind of love working with actors and not about conceptualists who want to have got a big ego big enough to think that they know more than the writer does about the play. Mm. Uh, but you do a reading of a play and these little faces all look up at you and <laughs> you know the answers. Yeah. And that's extremely empowering. Gosh. You know? So interesting. Yeah? Yeah. And, uh, that, and then the other thing is the good director has to realise that everybody works in a different way. So you have that one needs this and that one needs wow. that and that one needs it's the like other thing parent. to get their shit together. Yeah. And um, because it went very well and it ultimately went to New York where to wow. something called Brits Off Broadway, which is a season they do in, wow. in, in America. And it was the New York Times critics pick. And it was an extremely empowering, yeah. you know, very, very, I mean, like I felt I'd got my shit together. Yeah. yeah. But getting to that point, I mean, it was such a challenge to get the thing done on Oh, my gosh. What would you say is, like, the biggest difference between directing and acting, then, in terms of how do you approach that? Well, I think it depends what sort of director you are. Yeah. And there is the director who thinks, as I say, that their, their vision is, is more interesting than what the author had sat down at his desk. And then there is the, the director who responds to the play yeah. and thinks casting is such a huge part of this. Yeah, yeah. And so cast it very, very carefully in their intuitive sense mm. of what the characters are mm-hmm. and then if it's cast correctly it's not rocket science it's to enable that if you've cast it well 
and you give actors the confidence. Yeah. I actually think if you go and see a play where the actors have been allowed to um, organically find what they're yeah. doing, you can sense it in an audience. Yeah. Whereas if actors are constrained and made to, I mean, you know, you work with the directors, say, what are you doing? Yeah. You think, sorry? What yeah. are you doing? I don't believe that. And then you think, and you kind of go, and the actor goes, shrivel, shrivel, yeah. shrivel. I can't yeah. do this. Mm. It sounds corny. But I mean, if you love the actors and well, this is cherish it, yeah. them. I mean, they're all, we're all actors, are all children, aren't they? Literally. And, and needing mummies and daddies to say they're going to be all right. Yeah, and, like, creativity can't thrive in, like, shame. No, 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 no. Because it needs playfulness. And, needs and, and, and actually, that's important, too, because I'm always saying to young actors... They're called plays, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's about, it's playing, you know? And then yeah. that's why children are such good actors. Yeah. Because they don't have all that shit going on. And they, they have yeah. their shit together. And John Bell said more or less the same yeah, thing. Yeah, and they're just trying to get back to who yeah, they were to, 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 Yeah, just, yeah. just imagining, let their imagination Play be free is. without any of the clutter of being grown up. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, um, I think it's when I first got out under and we started doing it. And obviously, because you get cast as your character and you go so deep into your own journey. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember, like, going on to set sometimes and a director asking me to do something. And I was like, in my head, I'd be like, well, that, that just doesn't make sense to, like, my journey as, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, this yeah, character. Yeah, 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 yeah. And actually having to remember that, like, and trust that the director is, like, overviewing everything. Yes. And you're just a tiny little Bit section of, of it. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And you just have to trust that they, they can see the, the yeah, 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 picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actors can't because you're so honed well. That's in on what your that's what I mean. Line. Going back to what we were saying about Outlander yeah, yeah. is that the writers and producers of that yeah. see the whole vista exactly. And but you always feel you're the most important. Yeah. I mean, and I apologetically in series five was saying we call it bystander because you know, but actually, yeah, it's part of the canvas. Mm. And the, you know, and, and that, and on a big show like that, that's quite a different story. Yeah. Um, so you felt like you had your shit together, director. I did. Yeah. I did. It, it must be very validating as well to know that, obviously, you're not trained as a director. Yeah. But I'm guessing it's just because you've worked with so many different ones that you can kind of yeah. sense what is good. Uh, but I, th- I also think, and it's so mm-hmm. heresy to say so, there's an awful lot of mumbo-jumbo talked about yeah. process. Yeah. And, you know, um, the famous story about Laurence Olivier doing a film with Dustin Hoffman. I hope you've heard about that. Mm-hmm. I've heard yeah. yes. yes. Thank you. <laughs> and... Um, uh, Marathon Man, I think it was, and Olivia was playing a dentist, I think. Mm. And um, Dustin Hoffman was ag- agonising about, you know, like, where have I been this morning, what have I doing? Yeah. And, said, and Olivia said, why not just try acting? <laughs> you know, and, and um, yeah. that's allowing your imagination to, to actually respond to what you're required yeah. to do. And um, I think you can analyse yourself into yeah. a state of paralysis. Completely. Yeah, you know, and kind of... Kind of I, think, I think I did that at drama school. Like, I think before I went to drama school... I just kind of trusted my instincts and I just connected and empathised. But then I think when you're at drama school, it becomes so cerebral. Yeah. And that's when I just felt like I completely lost my instinct because I was second-guessing everything. I was exactly the same. Completely. And then coming out of drama school, it's been so much trying to refine who I was before I went to drama school. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I think the thing is that you go to drama school... I mean, I went with... And and I'd done lots of big parts at school and at university. Yeah, yeah. But with no technique, really. It was all mm. absolutely instinct. Yeah. And then drama school makes you... You learn technique, don't you? And you learn how to yeah. speak and voice and movement and all that stuff. And then you kind of think to yourself... I, I, I noticed John Bell's podcast saying about Ian McKellen not training. Yeah. And you actually think to yourself, actually, it's a craft... That you can learn on the job as well. But it's like making chairs, you yeah. know, it's like being a carpenter. You just get better. If you, the more chairs you make, the better carpenter mm-hmm. you become. Mm-hmm. And the more acting parts you play, the better actor you become. Definitely. And going back to what you were talking about before in terms of, like, when we get the job and we become a bit intimidated by it, what I've started to think of now, like, I'll go to the National or something and see a play and mm-hmm. be sat there thinking, God, could I do this? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But actually, I think so much of it is about being given the opportunity to do it. I know, I know, I know. And that's, and that's what's so frustrating sometimes is that You're not the opportunity given, is blocked. Quite, quite. Yeah. And a lot of your generation are making their own opportunity. Yeah, which, which is what so many people are telling us that we have yeah, to do. Yeah, I know, I know. Making movies and all yeah, that kind of stuff. It's, yeah. I mean, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and actually, uh, the other thing is when, when you're not working and you can see a play thing, 
my God, how did they do that? Yeah. I couldn't do that. Exactly. You think it's so funny. You know? But then when you're in it, you, you yeah, find yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also because you've been given the confidence to play and yes, to yes, try and yes, find yes, it. Yes, 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 yeah. But it, that can feel so far away when you're just reading the lines in your room at home. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Quite, yeah. quite. And depending yeah. what you're kind of given in a scene and how some people are... If you find really good actors to play with, I mean, I did a couple of plays with Fiona Shaw and um, acting with Fiona Shaw is very challenging because she's so skilled. Yeah. And it, but it's like playing tennis with a champion. You, wow. you up the game. That's so interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. If somebody throws something completely unexpected, you have to respond yeah. in a different way. Yeah. And that's, it's exciting. that's exciting. And what is it that makes her feel like that? What is it that she is doing? I don't know. Well, I think yeah. she's quite a complicated woman. I think, but I think she this part of her. She's got a great brain. Yeah. She's got a tremendous intellect. Yeah. And a great facility. Mm. And this this part of her, I think, that thinks acting is really rather ridiculous. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like a twinkle in her eye. Almost yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, Not the, taking it too seriously. So I can let me play with it. Let me yes, play with this. You yeah. know that. And you see that in the part she plays, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, you see yeah. That kind of. T- that impishness. Yes, I know. Yeah. I know there's a kind of, um, like she gives the information, I don't know how much she, if she was doing this podcast, yeah. she would claim to have her shit together, but she appears to have her shit absolutely, absolutely. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of the time with acting, it's almost like taking it seriously. I was watching a documentary, a Fat Boy Slim documentary. Oh yeah, you told me how good He was talking yeah. about um, being a DJ and stuff, and he said something, like his motto is something like, I take my fun very seriously, or like, yeah. I take the fun very seriously. Like, you have to have fun, but you take that seriously. Yes, yes, yes. And it's almost the same with acting. Like, you have to find the joy in it and you have to take it with a lightness. Yes, yes, yes. But yes. take it seriously yes, as well. Yes, because I yeah. think if you get too, like, into the earnestness of yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it becomes bullshitty. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. As I say, there's far too much talk nowadays about methodology, about how yeah. you, do, you know, my character wouldn't do that. But the character, you've, you've playing this character that's written down there, the appears to do that so why wouldn't your character do that yeah you know what I mean yeah that's so true imagine yeah what that character you know that this, mm. you know you've accepted to play this part so put yourself in that yeah. you're trying to imagine it yeah yeah just a little side note which might be quite funny to say is the very first time that we met Mm-hmm. was when you were on the panel of my second round rival oh, yes, audition. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the first time that we met. Yeah. And um, thankfully you put me through. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, and then we ended up working together. I know, I know amazing, so, amazing. Such a now, that's, that's really interesting because on the audition panel that yeah. people bring to, to the audition, and I'm really, really sorry that it's now, the first two rounds are now done, they send in a tape. Really? Is that how it's done all the time now? Unfortunately. Oh, wow. and, and A, if you live in Glasgow, of course, that saves you a lot of money. Yes, yeah. But on the other hand, being in the room with somebody it's is... so valuable. I mean, it's, not, yeah. it's like self-tapes, which mm-hmm. we all hate. Mm. You know, that actually you pick something up from being with a person in the Absolutely. room. Absolutely. It's quite a different sensation. Yeah. Anyway, various people, they come in and they say... But I've only ever done musical theatre. Apologetically, you know, I think, actually, I had a, an interlude in my career, which I did two musicals okay. in two years. And it's very revealing because, my God, they work hard. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And it was the, the best warm-ups. I was always keen. And often I think, I don't want to go and do a warm-up. I've been talking all day. And they were such great work because they were so committed. Yeah. And a discipline is, yeah. is required. And um, I've seen fantastically good acting in musicals. Yeah, oh my God, absolutely. You know what some I mean? In some, some, yeah, uh, some uh, but people, there's snobbishness about mm. all of that kind of thing. Or else they say, well, I've done, I've been to the Actors Temple and I've done 17 courses on the Meissner Technique yeah. and I've done this and I've done that and the next thing. And then they come and they kind of are not very interesting. You think, well, actually, you've spent all that money, but mm-hmm. in fact, can it be taught? Same as we were saying a minute ago, it's a craft. You can't do it. Yeah. You'd be better going and doing a season of plays for no money in a barn somewhere. Yeah. And just practising being yeah. an actor, I think. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. A time in your life where you big felt... That was a big rant. I love it. We're going off on tangents. Yes, That's my favourite kind of conversation. Okay, good, good. For the people who are not still Not as many with us. jokes as John Bell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not everyone could be John Bell. Um, okay, a time in your life where you felt like you really didn't have your shit together. 
Well, that thing we brushed them. That and it's all tied up in a funny kind of way with work, isn't it? I think particularly and, with being actors or creatives, yes. so much of our worth is just tied up with that. Yes, yes. So I think it makes sense. Yes, I mean, and, and as I say, it was that that one that that part that Henry the that came back straight into my mind. Yeah, and just feeling. Oh God! I wish I wasn't here. I'm just, and, but I've got to pretend that I know what I'm doing. Oh God! You know what I mean? And, yeah. And um, there've been other things like that, but I mean, and and some things feel more comfortable than others to do. But I mean, but I I think I'm quite good at pretending I've got my shit together. <laughs> even though, you know what I mean? But, yeah. Um, I think that's why I, I like playing authority figures because you can hide behind the fact that you this <laughs> this layer of this covering up what I'm, yeah. what's going on underneath. I mean, at school when I wasn't keen on, you know, I wasn't in, I was in the fifth 15 of rugby, you know what I mean? Way wow. down the pecking order. Yeah. But on the other hand, they couldn't act. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. so, so um, but I mean, I used to feel that's all to do with masculinity and all that kind of thing. Mm. But I did this film called An Ungentlemanly Act in the Falkland Islands, which was about the night the Falkland was invaded. <laughs> and we had military training. And I had, had, had been in the CCF at school, Combined Cadet Force at school. Yeah. And that memories of that of not I'd never had much shit together doing that. Oh, and God. crawling along and pretending <laughs> and pretend, pretending to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh. <laughs> You know what Still I mean? acting, even yeah, then. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, quite, quite. You know what I mean? It kind of, yeah. But no, I didn't have my shit together yeah. there. And, um, Trying to fulfil a r- yeah, role, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's expected of you. And that's interesting to do with um, being vulnerable, being masculinity and having yeah. to be manly. And actually actors don't I mean, need to be manly, but they need to be vulnerable as well, otherwise they're not such interesting They need to actors. have a sensitivity as well. Yeah, yeah, they? quite, quite. Yeah. And just, you know, kind of old-fashioned, reconstructed alpha males are very boring. Yeah. As you've perhaps noticed. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know all too well. Yeah. (laughs) No, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. How was, like, going from Glasgow to London to train? Well, the interesting thing about that was that back then in the 60s, uh, Scotland didn't have the same kind of pride it has now and... Certainly, there was, the culture was that if you wanted to succeed as an actor, not everybody did this, but I, th- I certainly felt uh, you go to London. Yeah, I think that was very much part of what I felt growing up. Yeah, yeah. You had to go to London. Yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't know that that's as important anymore because, I mean, everything is done electronically, a lot of it's done. In yeah, London. but that's very recent. I know it is. And, like, I mean, Royal, the Royal Scottish Conservatoire is, like, a big deal now, isn't it? No, of but course I guess that wasn't uh, there when you were there. No, it wasn't. Yeah. And there was a drama school there, and it was a perfectly good drama. And yeah. I went as a little boy to mm. Saturday morning classes there. Mm. And, um, I mean, it's always been a good drama school, and it's always turned out good actors. Yeah, brilliant. But, I mean, now it has a kind of cachet, doesn't it? Yeah. The Conservatoire. Yeah. And the Welsh College, I think, yeah. has a bit of a reputation as being rather good. But then London was kind of mecca. And how did it feel, like, being in London as, like, a... Exciting. I mean, yeah. it was, you know, it was the swinging six. <gasps> uh, I wasn't terribly swinging, but it was fairly, <laughs> it, it was fairly swinging. And uh, it was all happening. I mean, actually, there was a documentary last night about um, yeah. the Beatles and Beatlemania and all that uh-huh. kind of thing. And, and fashion suddenly, Bieber and all those things happened. Yeah. And it, it was all a bit kind of, um, you know, people were very relaxed about, some, you know, people beginning to smoke dope and all that kind mm. of thing. And there was lots of partying going on and uh, it was very nice. It was really nice. It's kind of when I, when I think of like the... I've arrived, you know? Yeah. yeah. Or like the, the heydays of like London and creativity. It's around yeah. the era and it's like... Hamden and Soho yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. or the 60s, yeah, like... Yeah, Yes, it was interesting. I wasn't sure that I really wanted to learn anymore, that that I'd been, you know, been to university and I dropped out after two years. Right. But I really wanted to get out of, into the world. But in, but on the other hand, I look back on it, it, it all, it's funny, when I look back at it, the sun seems to be shining. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When you think of what it was like then and what it's like now. Yeah. And how, and I was thinking... When you watch great crowds at a pop concert, and you think, are they aware of how... And there's that old age that makes you realise just how perilous the political situation across the world is. Yeah. The and everything from global warming. Yeah. Too it, serious. it does feel doom and gloom now, doesn't it? I mean, and do yeah. kids not feel that? I, mean, I think they do. Yeah. I think they do. It feels like there's a cultural kind of outcry at the moment for yeah. something more or something different. Yeah. And yet it's very hard for us to imagine what that looks like at the moment. But, but you it sort of... It, it, it sounds ridiculous, but you sort of feel there needs to be a, a messiah. Exactly. No, I think that's... You know, there's somebody to appear yeah. that is... 
there it goes, yes. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen to the word of the Lord. Yeah. I mean, you know, whoever the Lord might yeah. be or whatever they might say. Searching for purpose and meaning. But I mean, all you look up at the power figures and they're all so totally corrupt, yeah. it seems. that There's no hope. No. I remember growing up and it was like Tony Blair was in power. Mm-hmm. And I remember like feeling that sense of, obviously he was very, you know, complicated. Mm-hmm. But there was that sense of like hope. Yeah. And then I literally remember, like, the Tories getting in and then it just got worse and worse yeah, and worse yeah, and worse yeah, and worse. Yeah. And, like, from my age of being able to vote, nothing that I have voted for has ever happened. Yeah. So there's such, like, a um, an exhaustion or, like, a disconnect from yeah, yeah. feeling like anything that I do... Is going to make any difference. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, you think Extinction Rebellion and all that yeah. kind of... I mean, you know, and, and all this stuff about putting back the date of carbon zero and all that kind of thing. Awful. I know. Um, But I think that's why there's such, like, an anxiety around at the moment. And, like, that married with social media and that consumption constantly being told that everything's going to shit is, like, a really difficult place to be growing up. I know. I really feel for, like, 16-year-olds. I know. Because where is the hope? And also because they're aware that by the time that they get to the age where they could have any sway politically, it's probably going to be too late at that point. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. For it to re- oh, I know. save Don't. the planet or anything like oh, that. I know, I know. It's terrifying. Birds and um, natural things like bees and things and all that kind of thing, shrinking, shrinking, shrinking. And, no, and nothing happens. I mean, it's just allowed to shrink. I know. I mean, there must be people somewhere in the laboratory working out how things can improve. Yeah, you Mustn't there? You hope. Or the... Plan an escape route to uh, another planet. Yes. Well, on that then, three things that make you feel like shit. Watching Question Time when there are a lot of Tories on. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Shouting at the TV. Shouting at the TV and then shouting. Yeah, that makes me feel like shit. Yeah. Um, The gap that's opened up between me and people I'm close to over things like Brexit make me feel like shit. Yeah. I mean, I think... What's happened? Why can't we discuss anything? I won't talk about that. Yeah. The fact that you can't discuss... Healthy discourse. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and that makes me feel like shit. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't like being told what to do or what to think. That mm. makes me feel like shit sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Directors that turn out like them and I'm saying to you, yeah. what are you doing? That makes me feel like shit. Yeah. Shaming. Shaming. Yeah. Hey, aunt. Hey. You do a great job in editing this podcast, might I say. If people like the podcast, what do they need to do? Like it. What else? Follow it on social media. And then what? They could share it with every single person they know. Thanks, Ant. You can go back to your corner now. Bye. In opposition to that, then, three things that make you feel like the shit. Doing something like my production of The Roundabout made me feel great. Um, Making my plants grow. (gasps) Like, like, uh, yeah. Tending to them? Yeah, no, tending to like that yucca, which is getting oh, so enormous. Gosh, thriving. We had one that got up to the ceiling that we gave to Martha's father. <laughs> um, that's very similar. And oh, actually, gosh. that's corny. No, but, I love that. And I love, this is really corny, uh-huh. planting bulbs and seeing them start to shoot up. Yeah. I love that. Little life spring On forth. that little back thing yeah. there. Yeah. I love that. Every, and I, that's gorgeous. <laughs> I went to Little the other day and bought my bulbs. <gasps> what bulbs? Tulips, uh-huh. narcissus, and hyacinths. Oh. But I just, I mean, it's it's ridiculous, isn't it? But it just, there's something so beautiful about it. Isn't though. there? There's like a simplicity in it, isn't I mean, there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So that makes me feel good. Yeah. I love the thing about acting of putting on something and feeding. Putting on a costume. Wow. But I think that's kind of what John was saying in his episode, wasn't it? That like a great item can almost change his personality. Yeah, 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 yeah. Putting something on. Yes, it can. It's like armour, isn't it? Well, it's like, you know, if you go out for a job and you think, you know, I always think when I'm going out for a job, what do I, how, how shall I yeah, present. present this? Yeah. I think a really good dinner. <gasps> yeah. I love having a really good What's dinner. What's your favourite dinner? As in, like, going out for dinner with people? Or? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and, and this is terrible. You're going to... Uh, <laughs> Not to prove of this at all, but I do love a good roast lunch. Oh, roast dinner's great. Yeah? Little Sunday vibe. Oh, I think it's yeah. fabulous. That yeah. makes me feel good. It does. But the, I think, because I was thinking about this today, why I love, like, going out for dinner. And I was like, is it just because I'm, like, lazy and I don't like cooking? But I think it's the social aspect of it. And, mm-hmm. like, if I'm cooking at home, I'll eat and, like, 
it's more f- like fuel yeah. but like being able to go and spend time with someone exactly and have a lovely yeah. dinner and be really present with the thing exactly. that you're eating and the person that you're in exactly. company with is exactly. so it's like doing this podcast it's like you get that nourishment of yeah, time yeah. spent with someone yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 it's yeah. like the all the theater of it i yeah, really enjoy yeah, yeah yeah absolutely yeah um but they, they I mean the mundane thing of actually washing the dishes and and yeah. making the cup of tea and the toast in the morning thing i love that that's something and i hope that's another thing that makes me feel Go good. On. Being in a hotel, <gasps> I loved being in the yeah. Hotel de Vang last week. Oh, stunning. It was great. Yeah. And I loved the breakfast. Oh, yeah. Little I, hotel I, breakfast. Yes. Yeah. Breakfast always makes me feel good, no matter where it is. On, on location breakfast. Yeah. I can see those nice people knocking the door. <laughs> what would you like this morning, you know? <laughs> no, I'd love that. Tattoo scone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All those it Scottish is. things make me feel good, yeah. like... like uh, Used to have Granny's tomato soup. I wonder if they still have Granny's tomato Ooh. soup. And there was a sweetie called an Odd Fellow. Odd Fellows, which uh-huh. were kind of cashew things. Oh. I'm thinking of all sorts of things. They're oh, all I kind of sensual, sensual pleasures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, watching a good film makes me feel good. Mm. Watching good acting makes me feel good. Does it? Yeah. That's good. Sometimes I need um, a break from watching people acting mm. because it's like our business. So I, I mm-hmm. find it hard to switch off. Mm hmm. Do you find it inspiring? I can do, but I've yeah. always... I mean, I go to the theatre a lot because I hope to be inspired. So that's a nice way to be. But I'm now cautious about going... I read things and think, what? You've mm. sent this in a submarine under the... You know, <laughs> and it, you know, it's Hamlet. Why is it in a submarine? Uh-huh. Um, you know, that kind of... Yeah. <laughs> Trying uh, to make it different. Yes. Um, okay, something that makes you lose your shit in a positive and a negative way. Um, having a drink. Having a drink? Is that a positive? I think, well, like, like yesterday, yeah. yesterday I thought, oh, God, I've got to go and be terribly charming, polite at this yeah. party. Mm-hmm. And then I had a couple of beers, and, <gasps> and they had this bit of cabaret on, and it was all a bit silly, and I kind of really enjoyed it. And I you were into party mode. I thought I was really glad to go. Yeah. And yeah. I felt positive about That's life. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I've lost my shit. Yeah. In a negative way. Mm-hmm. Just feeling a, a day where I've done nothing. Mm. Hate it. Yeah. I think, what have you done tonight? I can't even remember what you've done today because wow. you haven't done anything much today. And sometimes I feel just, you know, you feel, oh, what am I going to do? What should I do today? Oh, there's the list. I want to do that. Yeah. I'll phone somebody. Yeah. That'll get me going. Yeah. And that does help sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just yeah. talking Some to somebody. Some connection to someone. Yes, yes. Yeah. It can be very hard trying to fill your days, can't it? It can. Yeah. How do you find, I mean, do you find that your um, flatmates are stimulating? The situation that I'm currently in now is I'm I'm living like with two of my friends, but they both kind of work nine to five, mm-hmm. and I find with straight jobs. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I find that difficult because if I'm in that situation, sometimes it makes me feel like my life is chaotic or mm-hmm. like wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, I like like I should be getting up and yeah, yeah. doing the nine yeah, to five yeah, slot. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I've lived with actors before, and that normalizes it all because everyone's got quite a transient lifestyle. Yes, yes. Um, so if I'm on my own too much, I can start to spiral a little bit. And I find it really difficult. You know, part of the nine to five is, or having any kind of structure like that, is you're responding to a structure that has been laid out before you. Whereas, yeah. like, being self-employed so much is, like, getting up in the morning and being like, oh, God, I've got to yeah. drag myself through the day and, yeah. like, create the structure for yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it can be really tiring. I mean, yes, it can. And then I get, like, a dog waiting for my owners to come home in the evening. Yeah. And I'm like, yay, and now I've got energy and, and they're tired. But I'm like, no, now we can, like, yeah, 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 yeah. go for a drink or something. Yeah, yeah. And, like, social, you know. But oh, I've lived with Katie for seven years. Oh, right. Yeah, so she's, like, my... I haven't met her, have I? No. Yeah. She's, like, my best friend from home. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, we moved to London together and she's, like, my rock. Oh, that's good. Um, that's good. And then Layla moved in recently. Um, she's actually been on the podcast. And she's great. What does she do? She used to work for Equity. Oh, oh. She's she's in between jobs at the moment. Oh, interesting. She's currently in the Highlands of Scotland. Oh, I know. She's taken herself away. Oh. And um, your other friend, your friend from school, what did she do? So those those are the two that I live with now. Yeah. But, but like before that, I lived with Nora and Kate, who were both actors. Okay. And they've recently moved out. Uh-huh. So I've had I've had a few. And how are they getting on? They're doing very well. Good. Very well. Nora's rehearsing a play at the Yard at the moment. Okay. And Kate's just got BFI Go Ahead for a short film that she wrote. Good. Brilliant. Good. Yeah, yeah. Good. So they're getting funding at the moment. That's, that's going to be that's amazing. Good. It's so good to live with other people who are like living a creative lifestyle because I think it reminds you that there is an alternative to the societal expectation of nine to five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get married, buy a house. Yeah. 
But then you meet people, I mean, in the rather auditions again, there have been, yeah. I've met people who've had a very good job in the city and, mm. and nine to They've five. They've given it all up. And they, I want to be in the nighttime. There's something more. Prepared to put up with the indecision and the uncertainty. Yeah. It's stimulating. Sometimes it's great and sometimes it really bothers me. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I think I know that I couldn't do a nine to five office. Yeah, 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 yeah. No shade to anyone who can, but I just think that I would go up the walls. I, I quite. I hate it, but I also like not knowing what each day is going to look well, like. I, think I like the. I think there's something about that. That's, joy that's of, what I mean about. Yeah. If you were in a soap. Yeah. If you were to be in EastEnders for yeah. ten years and and just knowing that you had that security. Mm. And if you've been in it for ten years, you must have plenty of money. I mean, if, that's the other thing. I, people say, "What would you do if you won the lottery?" And I think, "But if I won five million pounds or whatever, no, can you win that much?" <laughs> I'd buy a theatre. Yeah. You know, and I'd yeah, put, put, put plays, plays on, on that yeah. I cared about, with people that I cared yeah. about. You know, that's what I'd yeah. do. A moment that you found some shit out about yourself. I think that I find, and I've got much better, that I used to be a little bit loose with my, a bit of a gossip. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I've got loose myself into shit. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that. Haven't loose you? Li- no, loose lips think shit. Wrong, yeah. It's a voice exercise. Loose, loose lips think <laughs> shit. Loose must be. Maybe. Yeah. Loose <laughs> lips think shit. Um, that's true. Yeah. And uh, I've got myself into trouble a couple mm, times through mm. that. And now I'm very, very careful about what I do. do Are you gossip? No, but mm. important things. Yeah. Yes, they do. I think that's great. <laughs> I think I might have to write it down. Loose lip sync ships. Yeah. I'll text it you. Shittest piece of advice you received? Vote leave. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yes, we can all agree. Yeah, no, well, that's, some not, of us. that's not what you, that's not really probably <laughs> what we wanted to know. Um, but that was a very shitty yeah, piece of advice. Um, oh, it was very complicated. He was, he'd probably be um, in jail now, the director of RADA. Um, who was had gave me a lot of pressure to, and obviously a lot of insinuation, sexual insinuation. Right. What wanted to do? Anyway, he wore extremely tight trousers. I remember um, saying to me, and he was he was a he was a tyrant, and he was a, a terrible. Um, uh, you know, I was doing a restoration play, and you had yeah. to. And it was all very technical, and it was a, a dressing scene. Yeah. And he was doing my head in, saying, um, no, on that line you do pick up that and you do this and and I couldn't Mm. do any of it. And there was a wonderful woman, a rather teacher called Toska Fedra, who's Polish. Darling, I think I know what's your problem. You come to my house on Sunday, we sort it out. And she was brilliant. We did indeed sort it out. But he said to me, the trouble with you, Hugh, is that you've got the talent but not the temperament. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, he said, it's a tough business. He said, you know, if you're going to give in when somebody's giving you a hard time, that's no good. Because I obviously had appeared very vulnerable to yeah. him. And I think you have to, that's the, it's the, the balance between being tough and determined mm. and also being vulnerable and actually that, that you could, you I'm know. That, and um, the other thing is, the other piece of advice I always give people is that because of this nature of the business, yeah. the most important thing to avoid is bitterness and thinking, I mean, I just don't understand why the why I can't get into blah 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 yeah. and complaining. They That's say the collective right, noun for a group of actors is a complaint of actors. <laughs> you know, um, it's very true. Why is she getting more money than me? Yeah, and, and it's so easy to get swept away in that. Oh, no, no. Slightly off peak, but um, just before we started the podcast, you were talking about David, your yeah. partner, who is an artist. Yes. Who is preparing for a show at the moment? Yes. He's on his way home now. Yes. But we because you showed me a painting that he did, which is beautiful, mm-hmm. but how he's feeling a bit yeah, meh feel... about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. we were saying about how as artists generally, we're so bad at judging our own ability. I know, I know, I know. And yeah. I mean, a lot of people, they have to be dead before they're appreciated. Oh, it's crazy, isn't, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, cra- absolute crackers. Yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah. Um, why? What, what, what is it about the personality that does that? The same thing that makes you want to be somebody else or do something. I don't know. Yeah. I think Mark Twain said, when you remember that the world is mad, the mysteries are solved and life stands explained. Wow. <laughs> I like that. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. 
you just got to kind of give in to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, everything is mad. And nothing makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah, no, quite, quite. Yeah, and you can you can wreck yourself trying to understand David did, uh, was a singer for a while, and one of his songs is trying to make some sense of your life. David? Yes. I didn't know that he was a singer. Yeah, I mean, if he, if he wasn't coming back, I'd play, I've got Rita's found the CD the other day. Oh, my day. gosh, well, let's wrap up so I can... <laughs> no, no, I mean, and actually, I think they're rather good. Yeah, but, um, multifaceted Yeah, no, I know, I know, I know. But, yeah. I mean, hypersensitive. Yeah. Sensitivity comes at an awful price. Yeah. It's the empath, isn't it? It um, costs yes, us I know, I know, I know. a lot. I know, I know. Shit you wish you'd known sooner. That sometimes being optimistic isn't enough. Shit happens. Yeah. I wish I'd known sooner that when I remember that the world was mad. Mm. I mean, I think when you're young, you think there is an explanation for things. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that things can be solved? And... I, that there's a, there's a hopeful optimism. Yeah. I was um, I was telling you that I went to a comedy show last night. Mm. It was all female comedy. And there was this, like, the headliner was this person called Sarah Barron, I think she's called. If not, I will uh, correct it. Mm-hmm. But she did this bit about being on a bus as a 44-year-old. And normally she would, like, listen to music, but, like, her battery had died. And when you're 44 and on a bus, that is a terrible time to be with your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And she's basically saying, because when you're, like, 30 or below 30 and you have your thoughts, there is still, like, an optimism of, like, hmm, I'm going to, like, daydream about, I wonder, like, what my career is going to be. Or, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I wonder yeah. what, who I'm going to marry. Or yeah, I yeah. wonder this or I wonder this. And you can kind of get away with doing that. But she was like, when you're 44 and you know all the answers. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, the hope isn't there anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, fucking hell, like, that's so bleak. But I can yeah. also imagine that's true. That. But again, so going back to the woman I'm talking about, Kendra yeah. Transport, on the radio this morning, she was saying that um, she was 80, she, she, was, she was 90, but still working, and she believed in um, the human race and she believed in um, goodness. Yes. And I think that's the most important thing, that without trying to naff about it, that, yeah. that there is ultimately... I mean, like, like I was saying, that you think there must be a messiah. Yeah. I said, there is hope in me that these bad people can't possibly... I mean, it looks like they can, but... It, that, well, I guess, I think a lot of people are hoping that this is, like, the final reckoning of, like... This lot. Yeah, maybe... I interviewed a guy called Jack the other day mm-hmm. and he was saying that, like, with social media, you can convince yourself that there's, like, no hope and that everything's awful. And actually, if you just, like, turn your phone off and you just go down to, like, the local pub or, yeah, like, yeah, cafe yeah. and you sit and you talk to people and you connect in the yes, real world, yes, yes. that's where you find your hope mm-hmm. because you are reminded that not everyone is like that yeah. online. Yeah. You are the eldest person that I've had on this podcast so far. Gosh, yes. An honour, a privilege. Mm-hmm. Um... You know, if you were talking to yourself, if I was you, mm-hmm. when you were 28, mm-hmm. what would you be saying to yourself? Keep at it. Yeah. Hey, and I, I mean, I fundamentally am an optimist. Yeah. And I think that's really important. Yeah. I mean, yeah, forgive me for dropping it, but I was talking to Ian McKellen just Ooh. recently. It was actually very interesting. I meant, actually, did I mention this to you? There was a kind of poet spoken word person. Oh, and, you did? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you sent me the link. Yeah, and he was really extraordinary. Mm. But Ian was saying, uh, it was it was quite interesting because there, there was Ian and there was me, then the Ian, and then Richard Wilson, and, mm-hmm. and, and they're both a few years older than me. But Ian was saying, I think I'm addicted to work. You know, I'm addicted to working. I just seem to just I need to do it. Yeah. and. And it, my God, it, and it's made him what he, I mean, the energy of the man is brilliant. Mm. And it's being positive. But it keeps you youthful as well. It does, it does, it yeah. really does. And yeah. curious, I think, being an actor. And the good thing about curious. acting is that you work with younger people and, yeah. you know, but to be. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You make such beautiful friendships. Yes. Intergenerational. <laughs> no, no, it's good. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's really it good. It keeps your spirit younger. Yeah, 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 yeah. It does, it does. And, yeah. And connected to, like, what different generations' plights are. And, yes, yes, you know. yes, yes, quite. Yeah. Quite. It's a bit gloomy sometimes because a lot of people get very old and all that kind of thing as you get older and yeah. die. There was a, there's a wonderful woman, she's a designer, she designed wonderful wallpaper and clothes mm. and things. At this party yesterday, she was saying, I hate those two talk about death all the time. She said, I hate it. <laughs> talk about the deaths all the time. She said, I can't stand it. <laughs> and you sort of think, yeah, well, no, it's not a very good idea. No. Really. Um, um, before the podcast, I asked you to think of a shit shot. Now, that's a photo. Yes. That to the outside eye, looks like you had your shit together. Yes. But at the actual time, you definitely didn't. Can you think of one? 
again, I was unlooked to my photographs. Oh, did I have one? back. Yeah, but I did this scene in Train Spotting, and I had a terrible. I was it was one scene, two scenes actually, one of which was cut from the final. But I slept very badly, and I was shitting myself. And people say to me, "I love that little scene you had in Train Spotting," and actually, I hadn't a clue what I was doing. Oh my gosh. And that is such an iconic film as yeah, well. Yeah, I know. And, then, and wow. then actually, I was really shitting myself. So that's a photo of you sat at a yeah, table. What, yeah. ca- what character were you playing? I was playing an interviewer over the, about the, the two Bob Spud and what's his name, wanting jobs. Yes, yeah, yeah. I went to see Trainspotting Live in Edinburgh recently. Oh, right, OK. It was brilliant. And they had those characters in it. Oh, did they? Yeah. And, uh, I mean... And I mean, I, I woke up and I thought, I, I don't know, I, don't, I can't do this. I don't know. I don't, and it was, oh it was fine. Do you remember at the time thinking that this was going to be a huge? Film? No, no, didn't. No idea. Yeah, no idea. One of the see, here's a nice thing that came out of that. And then uh, about how nice a lot of actors are. That ten, fifteen years even later, I was in the Soho house, mm-hmm. and my goddaughter married somebody very well known. Mm-hmm. And there was a very posh wedding. There were lots of very distinguished actors there. Yeah. And Ewan McGregor was there. And he said, oh, hello. And I said, I'm sure you don't remember me. And he said, Hugh, of course I remember you. I thought, that's classy. Yeah, it is, isn't it? You know what yeah. I mean? That really is classy. Yeah, of course. He's a nice man. Yeah. So, Hugh Ross. This is your life. Have you got your shit together? Uh, by and large. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. By and large, not uh-huh. too bad. Do you feel like you're a bit more on top of it? Yeah. I feel I've got quite a good sense of my own worth. Yeah. Is that something you've come to more recently? Yes, I think so. I mean, I th- but then you worry, worry about that in a sort of funny way, because you think, you go and see somebody who's terribly successful, you think, they're not very good. But then you think to yourself, but they must presumably think they're very good. Yeah. But, well, but then, of course, as you say it's all terribly subjective. It's subjective, but I think Julia Cameron talks about it in the artist's way. Oh, yes, and I she know. said half of it is the ability and the talent and half of it is, like, the audacity. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and actually, like, audacity will get you far yeah, in yeah. this industry, in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, God, look at so many people at the top of things and they've had the audacity to put themselves yeah. there. So, to end, mm-hmm. we all need more audacity. Yeah. <laughs> I do, yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. No, no, I'm, I'm really so en- glad we re- made it happen. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, have you? Okay. Yes, yeah. yeah. I was worried about this. so much for listening to this episode of the podcast this podcast is produced by ant hickman the artwork is produced by tim saunders and the photography is by patch bell a massive thank you to cassia for letting us use their song slow see you on the next episode of have you got your shit together now and then i'm just a little bit low i always try to lose my mind in a conversation with you 